Thanks for joining us on another episode of the Ready, Set, Mindful podcast. I am joined today by Dr. Grace. Super excited to have her here on the podcast, and I will go ahead and just hand the reins over to her to introduce herself. Hi, Dr. Grace. Hi, Carrie. So great to be here. Thank you. I'm really, really excited about the conversations we're going to have today. We're going to talk about some awesome stuff. Um, Yes, I am Dr. Grace. Grace Hamleister. I've been in practice as a chiropractor and functional medicine expert, as well as food expert for the last 20 plus years. Started my career in California and San Francisco, then down to Beverly Hills, and now I have returned back to Wisconsin, which is where I grew up. I was the first Olympic level rhythmic gymnast in the state and professional water skier. I worked at SeaWorld in San Diego, Summerst Gardens in Florida, won the world championships doing that too. So my career is based on a combination of being a geeky scientist with an elite athlete. And that's led me down the road to working with celebrities and high profile athletes and entrepreneurs and all kinds of crazy situations and awesome people. And my specialty is including now is with dealing with food and food tech. I'm creating a food tech company right now called Food Fixer and it's going to start with an app that helps people to know exactly what food to get for their specific condition as a grocery list at the grocery store. Hmm. So I'm very excited about that too. Love that. Oh my gosh. Fantastic. I have so many more questions now that you just did your intro because I (laughs) feel like I didn't know eight of those things. I think it gives you such an interesting perspective being an elite athlete and then going into this, you know, medicine space and helps give you that amazing combo so that you can help these elite athletes and high performers really activate their best version of themselves. Right? Yeah, exactly. You get exposed to a lot of really interesting tech and body mechanics and all kinds of um, techniques when you go to the Olympic Training Center at at a very young age. So I've taken that with me for many, many years now and and have expanded upon them. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm sure there's some wearable tech and cool toys that you wish you maybe would have had access to back in the day too, right? Oh my God. (laughs) Just going through school and having AI gross anatomy like that would be so cool you know (laughs) to have the to be able to study that like and and not have the the dumb books that we had I mean it's so much cooler to learn now honestly absolutely yeah more of a comprehensive idea of what that can look like well and as athletes too I feel like there's so much that we just don't know we focus on our sport and there's all of these things and all of these resources that we're supposed to kind of like piecemeal together and I feel like I have a different perspective and a more comprehensive perspective on my own health than I did when I was really in that performing at that elite level too. Because all of these well, other yeah. people are going to help you and, out. And you're told what to do. I mean, when you're For at sure. that elite level, you, you have your syllabus. You wake up in the morning and you have to put on your red shorts and meet it at at breakfast for, you know, at 8.30 a.m. At 12.30, we're doing this. It's at 4 o'clock, we have press. Yeah. You don't really make any decisions when you're competing like that. And obviously, I didn't have a team sport. I was my own person with gymnastics, rhythmic gymnastics in particular. So it was even more structured because mm-hmm. you didn't have your teammates to really bounce off of. I mean, we, we had a team, but you still you're competing as an individual. So I hear you. I had a big time with that. Yeah, absolutely. And I think there's this trust that we have in the system when we're in it at that point. I really encourage my athletes to really 
question some of these things and to listen to the messages that their own body is giving them, right? Because yeah. there's all of these people that are around you that are going to maybe tell you that, yeah, like this, this is good for your body. This is good for your body. But who's actually in your body? You're the one that's yep. in your body. You know? I say that all the time. You're- and so I guess I want to start our conversation with what the difference between functional versus integrative medicine and your practice and your scope and kind of what that looks like. Sure. Well, it, it comes down to being mostly um, terminology that MDs have created mm-hmm. <laughs> more so than anybody else, because we're looking at a system that's based in in insurance and insurance billing and that entire paradigm. So when you're looking at integrative medicine, the history of that is that it comes from something that is complementary or alternative. It's actually used to be called CAM, complementary and alternative medicine. Oh. And it's it's it was something that was outside of the con- conventional allopathic MD world, but that they embraced enough to be able to use for insurance and, you know, to do labs and things like that. Oh. It is taking more of the whole body approach. And essentially, a chiropractor is considered to be complementary and alternative. So because you're complementing what the MDs are already doing, right? Sure. But as a chiropractor, we're actually our own thing, too. We have the same status as an MD. We have the same um, responsibilities. And I don't need to have a referral, for example. Like if, if you need to go to a physical therapist, a, a, a PT needs to have a referral from an MD for that patient to go to them. Right. I can do it myself. So I, I'm kind of part of that world, but... But, but yet alternative. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> what we believe in is that we shouldn't have to go to drugs and surgery first, particularly drugs first, that the body is capable of healing at the cellular level in a very intricate and intimate way that can be facilitated through our work with using neurology to physical adjustments to mindful practices meditation, all kinds of different things. And that's more of where functional medicine fits in too. Mm-hmm. Functional medicine looks at the body as a whole, but just gathers a lot of data. You don't realize how much information your body carries in salivary testing, in stool testing, in urine testing. You know, the kinds of information we can gather from our body now is immense and it's so helpful. And with functional medicine, it gets more to the root cause of your disease by looking at these markers and figuring out how they all tie together to affect the entire system. Yeah, I think that makes sense. And it can be really overwhelming for for people to have access to. I mean, that's so much information we don't often access unless we're trying to figure out like a really nuanced or detailed issue that we're having. And then we look at the bigger picture. But I think well, having exactly. that, that yeah. from the get-go is is you you want to know what, what you have to work with, right? So I think starting there, you know, is really cool. Right. And what's, what's really helpful now, I feel, is that the allopathic community is really starting to embrace more of what we've been doing for decades, for almost a century, actually, as chiropractors, looking at the little things in the blood, at the little things in the neurological components of of testing and, and what's going on. And when you're taking in all this data, it's really important to be able to synthesize it in a way that people can use it. And I think that's, that's something that's really helpful and necessary and being utilized more and more doctors are getting educated on, on this approach and it's helping us to really gain traction and giving people access to this information. And now the insurance companies are kind of figuring this out too. And one of the reasons that 
you know, the testing wasn't done before is because it wasn't a box you could check off. Yeah. You didn't have, even have access to it, you know? And now people are like, look, th- these minor tests that we're doing, it's just not enough. Right. And functional medicine is a necessary component to really get to the base root cause of the disease. And when you can get to the root cause, you can get rid of the big guys, yeah. you know? If you can figure out the little stuff that's happening, the propensity to get a heart attack or a cancer or have obesity forever, it, you know, it, it decreases tremendously. For so sure. I'm grateful that we're finally embracing more of this perspective of medicine. Yeah, 100%. I love what you said there. I talk with my clients about this all the time, like that, that cellular level, right? So we talk about meditation and how it changes your brain from the cellular level and how special and cool that is, the ability to, to change your brain. And to start there, I think medication and we have all of these different technologies and medications that can be really cool tools, but why wouldn't we start from inside out, figuring out what that cellular, yeah. what that root cause looks like, right? Exactly. And so... I listened to one of your podcast episodes where you were uh, going through your audit and you were talking to a patient of yours and you were talking about EMF. And I don't know that that conversation gets as much light as I feel like it should because I think it's so cool. And I want you to talk about what EMF is and how it affects us throughout our day, just light and EMF and as athletes, how it impacts us and, and what we can maybe do differently. Sure. This, this is um, a a subject I've been passionate about for quite some time. And mostly because I've met some really amazing quantum physicists and doctors who have created some stuff to help really improve our ability to function in this world without being bombarded by EMFs. Mm -hmm. And first of all, let's just get started with what they are. (laughs) It's called electromagnetic wave frequencies, EMF. And they come out of anything that gets plugged into the wall anything from your toaster to your refrigerator to the hairdryer that you use, anything that has any sort of electrical pulse to it. Now, that also means all of our tech devices like Bluetooth, cell phones, earbuds, you know, all all the stuff that is rapidly increasing in our society and not rapidly increasing in our ability to understand the long-term effects of how these things are are changing our bodies. And that's really, really frightening to me. (laughs) Honestly, you can see that I have a, you know, cord here. I'm not using an earbud because I don't want that directly going into my brain. I'm very conscious about not having those kinds of things affecting me because they do create disease. They do know that much so far. They don't know how much or how how uh, extensive that can be but it is a thing that is has been studied in, in science and literature for a while so okay. how it works is basically your your body is it it functions through electricity there's a lot of different components in your body that work by having electrical currents through them like your nerves your brain your heart i mean come on the sinoatrial node, right? That's why when you see anything on TV and someone's like, clear, and they get you, right? That's mm-hmm. electricity. We now know that the heart can be measured 15 feet from the body because of the electrical impulse that comes off of it. So when you're standing in front of somebody, you're, you're literally exchanging electricity energy with them. Right. And I know how cool so is that, So when you talk right? about chemistry and like, you know, the pheromones and like all these different yeah. components that go into our like attraction for... for- right different people and vibrations and things like that. It's 
Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Sorry. Or you feel like you're like, you just have a like, gut feeling about Weird it being energy. kind of funky. Yeah. It's real. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's science. It's I science. love that. Yeah. It's backed yeah. by, okay, so this is, it, this is how it's backed. This, I learned about this about 15 years ago by a quantum physicist by the name of James Oshman. And he okay. wrote a book called Energy Medicine. And I was actually helping with lecturing and touring with him with a company called Arconia Medical using cold laser therapy and how we can use quantum quantum physics to affect the body, especially through these modalities. And it was James who started a company with his co-founder, what was his name? Clint Ober. Mm-hmm. And over started and it's called grounding or earthing and we'll get to that these are part of the solutions but let's talk yes. about more about what the emfs are and how they affect your body you asked mm-hmm. so what happens when you're exposed to emfs on a constant basis is you you actually start to get rapidly destroyed cell membranes mm-hmm. every cell in the body can rapidly be destroyed because of um, what's called um, a reactive oxygen species, ROS, which basically is an uncoupled oxygen molecule. Okay, so that's a free radical, and it just happens to be a super aggressive one, and it can do a lot of damage. So um, what happens with that, basically, it's you just have the tissue just keeps getting hit. You know, like the the oxygen just keeps going in there and breaking down the tissue at the cellular level, at the neurological level, at, you know, the the full systems level. And you end up starting to get stuff like sleep disorders and atherosclerosis and heart disease and nausea, stroke and tumor formations in the brain. Another thing that happens is I think of it like this. When you put raw chicken in the microwave and it Mm -hmm. comes out and it's a completely different texture and you can eat it, right? That's what's happening with EMFs too. The tissue in our brain, the tissue in our body gets heat from the EMFs and it changes and disrupts the tissue because it's heating it up. So literally, you know, things are kind of becoming a different kind of tissue because of how they're being bombarded by the, by the, the heat as well as the ROS. So the best thing that we can do, and this is, you know, not to be too macabre. I mean, this this is what's happening, though. It's real. Yeah, um, we don't hear about it in commercial. Well, yeah, what we we don't hear about it. You know, no. it's not talked yeah. about, right? It's not like super sexy to talk about the long term effects of our favorite toys and different things. You know what I mean? Just like with food, people don't want to, you know, talk about some of these things that they can't process or digest, and it's not fun. But I'm so glad yeah. you're talking about it. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, since you mentioned food, you know, one of the solutions to free radicals was, is eating antioxidants, right? Mm-hmm. Well, because of how much we are exposed to, you can't possibly get in enough of the vitamins that you need to help to, you know, negate these guys. Right. So you have to do other stuff. You just yeah. have to. Yeah. And the favorite solution that I have, is called, it is called birthing grounding or earthing, which is what I had just mentioned earlier. It's uh, scientifically valid. It's been studied for decades. There's a great company from Clint Ober, like I said. You can find him on LinkedIn and all kinds of places. But basically, the earth has a net negative charge. There's a frequency called a Schumann frequency that resonates on on the surface of the earth. And it's always slightly negative. Okay. And not negative in a bad way, like me, <laughs> negative. It's just positive, negative good ions, kind right? Of negative. <laughs> yeah, negative is good in this situation. <laughs> <laughs> so when you stand on the earth and you 
touching your skin on the earth, your skin can be conductive that way. You're actually taking in all of these negative ions and finally having more access to coupling with those positive oxygen species that are running rampant and not coupled to. Mm -hmm. And you eliminate the damage that's being done by the cells. Mm -hmm. So what this company created was, is a pad that you mm-hmm. sleep on at night okay. and it, it it's it's grounding and it's grounded so it has a negative charge with it all the time mm-hmm. so w- while you sleep it not only helps to get your circadian rhythms to be normal again but it also stabilizes cortisol production which we know is a huge issue in our society right now everybody's in fight or flight cortisol, all the time being chased by the bear which is called your computer right <laughs> so this helps to tune that down tone it down and it's it's better than taking just antioxidants by themselves because you need you just need more help for sure yeah i think that's great i know i've used a like a biomat before and i i feel like i want your are they all different like under the umbrella of a biomat or a grounding mat or do you have any opinions or preferences for which what you should look for to get like the the ultimate benefit right i one of the things that i find to be very important is to look at the science behind how that was designed mm-hmm. you know and that's the cornerstone of what i do with everything in my in my practice basically and these guys you know they did thermal imaging studies they did all kinds of stuff that showed the reduction they did um they did blood panels and cortisol panels and you know really got approval in a lot of different directions. Another company that is really great is called WaveBlock and they are actually FCC approved and theirs is like is a little sticker that you put on your earbud itself and it, it reduces cool. EMFs by 95%, which is pretty amazing. Get it? As well as at, on the back of your phone, it's just, just a sticker to put on the back of your phone. Oh. Again, WaveBlock. So yeah, I look at the efficacy, I look at the science and earthing and, and Clint Ober's work is some of the best out there. Okay. I love that because I think as we can see in our culture today, right, there's a lot of opportunities for corners to be cut and for the not so fun information to conveniently not find its way to the surface. And so Uh, I count on people nerding out on the research like you who can do some of this. So for for the (laughs) listeners who are thinking about an earthing mat and the, the wave block, we know that you've geeked out appropriately and put in the time and research to make sure it's done in the right way. Because that's part of the battle, right? I'm a research right. junkie too. And I exactly. just get a little bogged down and overwhelmed by comparing so many products. So just go follow Dr. Grace, guys. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and so you touched on sleep too. And sleep is always the first place that I start with the clients that I work with too. There's just sleep and nutrition. There's just so much that you can be able to tell about someone's performance by the way that they're sleeping and what they're putting in their bodies. Do you start there with your clients with sleep? And do you right off the bat recommend the earthing mat if you're seeing so many different messages, like with some of the symptoms that your clients are having? Yeah, sleep is a big component for me. Where I usually go first before that is breathing mm. and stress reduction through breathing yes. because we're awake a lot more than we're asleep and you don't really have much impact or input when you're unconscious. Sure. <laughs> so, you know, to be able to have your conscious moments be more present 
and more more healing for you mm-hmm. while we're in a stressful environment. That's generally where I start. Sleep obviously is a huge, huge factor. But if your brain is constantly on that hamster wheel and you can't shut it down, that's half the battle. You know, mm-hmm. that's one of the biggest reasons why people can't get a really good night's sleep is because they're just constantly like, sure. recycling thoughts and what do you do through the day? And then, and then what I have to do tomorrow. So where I usually start is just, okay, let's put on the brakes on that mm-hmm. and get started with where we can calm things down first and mm-hmm. then, then work up to a good night's sleep. Yeah. Absolutely. I think when I was listening to that episode where you're walking your patient through some breath work and some visualization, and I love that as a tool, let's just kind of dig in to a little bit of the science behind breath work and visualization and how you've seen that help the clients that you work with. Yeah. Yeah. This first came into my ecosystem, I would say back around uh, 2003. One of my people that I look up to in science is Candace Pert. And she is the first person to discover what a peptide is. And she wrote a book back in 1999 called The Molecules of Emotion. And what that book was about was basically saying that, okay, as a neuroscientist, I now recognize the fact that there are chakra systems, that they do exist, I can prove they exist, And not only do I now look at science, but I now do breathing exercises for my chakra system because it is that important. And the chakras are just a a cluster of peptides, basically. And Mm. the the peptides are and carry emotion with them. That's why she calls it the molecules of emotion. Now, you take that further and into some of the newer data that's happening now with guys like Dr. Joe Dispenza. Yep. Right. And he, where basically he says the thoughts that we have, they are the expression of those peptides. Mm-hmm. Right. So now if you're thinking the same way and you're creating neural networks, like walking on a path, that same path all the time, that path is going to get grow and get deeper. Right. Sure. Well, when you get off the path and, and create new stuff, then you start seeing new things in your life too, because you're doing things differently. So how all this comes together is how you breathe, where you focus your intention on your body, mm-hmm. and the frequencies of each of those areas. Because we now also know that each chakra system or chakra zone has its own frequency. Mm-hmm. And those can be t- um, traced back all the way past, God, like Egyptian times. They, they actually made in the pyramids – there are some of the rooms in the pyramids that were tuned to be a specific frequency. So people would go in those rooms and get healings. Like if they had throat disorders or, you know, gut disorders, whatever, they go to a different room depending on what frequency it is. And and those are called the sulfagio frequencies. So by listening to music that has sulfagio tones and binaural tones, which means it makes both sides of the brain work at the same time. Now you've got, neuroplasticity happening, you're getting new peptides that are being created, new thought processes being created, and you're getting healing happening in a new way that allows your body to integrate all this stuff and become what you want rather than what you're seeing. So that's that's where all this comes together with the science. And what's mm-hmm. also very interesting is when you're looking at the visualization process with the breathing, your brain doesn't know the difference between what you can see 
as a thought in your brain as an athlete. I know you know this because they teach this to us at the Olympic Training Center. You go over your routine in your head over and over and you see it perfectly in your mind, right? Your body doesn't know the difference between your brain visualizing that or you actually doing it. Mm-hmm. So that's what makes the body even better at doing what you're doing because you've already seen it. Right. So that can be applied to anything in your life. And that's how all of this stuff kind of ties together when you're doing the visualization, the meditation, the breathing, and focusing on the chakra zones because you're controlling your emotion. You're controlling the output of all of these chemicals and the chemical cascades. And you're giving gaining access to something that's more powerful and infinite than you could possibly imagine for yourself. And that is where the magic happens. Totally. Yeah. The ultimate coolness, the chakras as brains, right? And paying attention to how we can kind of cultivate this awareness and listen to the message that each of these brains are kind of sending us because our bodies so smart, so incredibly smart. But with visualization, that's like the one area where, right, your body doesn't actually know the difference. This is our opportunity to kind of make it work for us so we can have all of this cool mental training that happens and our body just thinks that it's been there before. I love that, that piece of it. Yeah. So when you feel it and you see it internally, your body does it. That's why it's so, so powerful. Yeah. So very powerful. I love Dr. Joe and he recommends really going one layer deeper and getting in touch with that emotion, right? So you're putting yourself there Mm -hmm. because I have this come up with athletes too. And and you want to put that emotion behind it too. So I think it's, it's really helpful. It's even more impactful when you can get behind it that way. And you'll feel the difference when you can kind of absolutely and start changing those pathways on your own. You know, that's, that's one of the things that Candace Pert said that, and you know, when you said about the mini brains, there tend to be more clusters of peptides in each one of the chakra zones than there are sometimes in your entire brain. So you're really getting that, that mind body connecting to all that is facilitated when you, when you look at the breathing that connects all the chakras together and then to everything else grounding into the earth, the power of the earth, grounding into the universe, all that is above, below, side to side. All, all through. And that's, that's where there's really powerful work that can get done. So cool. I love what you said about the music too. And these are such accessible tools. These are why, I mean, I love the wearable tech and all the fun data that we can get from our, our tech too. But I think always coming back to what's accessible and free is kind of important too. Like the breath. And it's ancient. Free, I mean, right? this is ancient wisdom. Yeah, you know, absolutely. it's, it's been around forever. If you are on iTunes or I don't, I don't know what Androids have for a musical selection, Google but play, if yeah. you just put in solfaggio tones, mm-hmm. you'll get all kinds of music that you can listen to. Yeah. And that is one of the best way and binaural B I N A U R A L binaural sound. Yeah. Those are the best ways to get out of that hamster wheel because now you're focusing on the music that, and that music is already healing your, your brain by making both sides work and creating that neuroplasticity. Right. So it's a way to kick yourself out of that, that, hamster wheel and actually start walking next to it instead For you know sure. and that is what I recommend at, at nighttime when people can't sleep mm-hmm. to plug into that music and let the brain go into different states of of waves and frequencies that will allow for them to sleep like theta and, and the deeper you know gamma theta there's all the different brain waves right waves. so theta yeah. tends to be really deep and, and that helps 
Very cool. And so I'm curious, we mentioned the wave block. Are there any other tools that you'd recommend to kind of help protect us from the tech that we do use and some of these free radicals and different things that we're exposed to throughout the day? Other other things that you would recommend? I know you mentioned cold laser too. I would love uh, if you can expand on that as a tool sure. as well. Sure. Yeah. Well, there is another device that you have in your home that deflects it. It's from Centropics. And I'm just learning about this one myself, so okay. I can't talk on it too deeply, but um, you can look that one up. And then, of course, Clint Ober's earthing materials. He actually not only has the thing for your bed, but there's also a pad you can have in front of your computer so that your wrists touch it, which helps to ground you from the EMFs of, of your computer all day long. Okay. Um, there's a lot of different products that he's got on his site, too, that I would highly recommend checking out. Cool. The cold laser side of things. This one is a little bit more dynamic. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it's not the people will have to go to, to a doctor that has one for this. It's not as, as easy as getting online and just grabbing one. It's a $13,000 unit. It's not something that's just sold anybody. It's only sold to doctors and or practitioners with a license that can use them. Sure. However, they are extremely effective for helping with free radical damage to be reversed. Mm-hmm. Um, it helps to increase range of motion, increase muscle strength, decreases pain and inflammation at quantum speed. So basically it gets you to heal like Wolverine from the inside Mm -hmm. out. It helps decreasing scar tissue. If you have surgery, it's one of the best possible ways to heal faster and without a lot of keloiding from the, from the surgery. Mm -hmm. And, um, it's definitely very effective to help with neurological issues. And by issues, I don't even mean stuff like MS or Alzheimer's. I'm talking about the little tiny things that can be underlying that you don't even know about, like your cranial nerves not functioning and firing as, as quickly as they could. And that's sure. the difference between first and second place when you're looking at Olympians. Yeah. You know, getting those little tiny nuances to, to really mechanically connect quickly. That's a huge, interesting thing that I like to play with. (laughs) So that's where cold laser is really helpful. And as an athlete, you're looking for just that little ounce of that extra edge, right? And so I think doing some of these things, taking some of these proactive measures, why wouldn't you just want to put yourself in that position where you could be, you know, benefiting from all this, the, the things that we can't see that could be harming us at the cellular level, right? Right. And so I want to know what your wellness routine looks like. What is some of the tech that gets you excited? Being able to help your clients throughout the day, having all this energy for what you do. What what do you do to kind of fill yourself up? It starts and stops with food, first and foremost. That is the primary focus that I have in my life and in that I refuse to eat anything that has trans fats, excited toxins, corn, sugar, or GMOs, starting right there. And when I do have an animal product, the only animal that I will allow myself to eat is one that has only ever seen one bad day. <laughs> so the way I look at it, you know, they're living on the farm the way they should, not in a big business crazy way, and basically just have that one bad day. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> so first and foremost, that's where it starts. Then I have my meditation, of course. I have to, I do that daily. So I, I wake up, I use the binaural sound and solfaggio tones. J.S. Epperson is one of my favorite guys that creates some really great music. And then I have my organic chai tea from Rishi. <laughs> it's a loose leaf tea. But I add in there super nutrients with mushrooms and a bunch of other 
cognitive brain function stuff from Billy's Greens. Billy Merritt created this amazing line of, of products that I highly recommend. And so he has a chai tea. And so I add that to my other chai, as well as Laird's Superfood. I don't know if you know who Laird Hamilton yes. is as a surfer, right? Awesome. He's got a superfood line now, and, and he's got a really great coconut nut creamer that I use in the morning. It is good. So that's my tea, and then I have that in the morning, and then I don't eat until about 11 or 12, so I do get in some fasting that way. Mm-hmm. And then um, usually get some exercise with the pup. Obviously, we have to get in some fitness somewhere, right? Mm-hmm. And then my supplement re- – Routine, I have to have my omega-3 essential fatty acids, zinc, D3, uh, vital proteins. Everything I put in my face is conscious. <laughs> that's that's where my where my regimen comes from. And definitely, I definitely am just very, very strict about that. Outside of that, then, of course, there's, you know, journaling, being aware consciously checking back in with my thoughts where are they going who is the intention you know where's the flow of that sensitive to the fact that not everybody has the capacity to do that or has had the training and um living through my day in a way that helps to bring light to people so that they can experience it too i love that that's awesome i think it's so important as mental health and wellness professionals in the field to walk the walk the talk too. And so do the things that we're encouraging our clients that we work with to, to do, because we're proof that, that it works. Right. And them doing some of those tools. Breathwork has been my ride or die tool. I haven't had anyone come back and say, God, the breathwork really sucked. Like it didn't work. That was dumb. Yeah. Super (laughs) shitty. They're like, Oh yeah. You will never see that. I didn't know that I can get there this quickly. And like, Oh, so it's so cool. And it's so accessible. So I, I love your wellness routine. And I'm curious, what are some things that you think, what should people be getting tested that they're that they're not? Where is a really good place to start as far as maybe markers and different things? Getting a good gut panel is a great start okay. because finding out where your markers are from your a gut panel, a really good one, is going to give you a lot of information. Whether you're absorbing foods or not, whether you have high inflammatory markers and inflammation is the basis to pretty much every disease outside of bad food. You know, the top four killers in modern America are all caused by, or let me me back that up. First of all, the top four killers are obesity, diabetes, heart disease, and cancer, right? And I've found that all four of those things have one thing in common. They are all preventable and potentially reversible just by eating the right food. And I've seen it over and over and over. So the food component and then, and the science of what you, the data of your gut has to tell me. That is huge. And I, th- I think that the best way to go about that is with a stool sample and doing a functional panel, not just looking at a colonoscopy. Because the colonoscopy is going to show you blockages and polyps and all kinds of things. But, you know, how do they start? Why? Right. That's what I want to know. And that's what I get to the bottom of. Yeah. Oh, so cool. So do you do, in, in your practice, you do a gut panel or you interpret that oh, for, yeah. for clients, you go through that. So if anyone's interested in working with Dr. Grace, that gut panel sounds like a good place to start for sure. Yeah. yeah. And it's through Genova Labs and Genova. they okay. have an amazing podcast too. Okay. Um, and they talk about 
a lot of these issues in, in a really technical way, though. It's not very accessible to most most folks. You know, it's okay. kind of designed more for the scientists and doctors. Okay. However, if you want to get a little more information about stuff, I'd, I'd recommend going there. But Genova yeah. Labs and, and Genova Diagnostics is, is the company that I use. For okay, these cool. Love it. And um, what physical and, and mental health training and research are you really interested in right now? Maybe tech a little bit too. What's what's coming out that you're pretty excited about learning? Well, I just came in contact with a really cool company and I'm, I'm fully endorsed these guys. I'm using them myself. It's called B3 Bands and it's blood flow resistance training. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, these guys are really unique. They, they're the only ones that are actually safe to use because what they did what blood flow resistance training does is you put like a, a cuff on your arm, you know, like right right below the deltoid and then another one really high on your on your thighs, right? Mm-hmm. And guys like Mark Wahlberg are using this now and, and the guy that played Thor. I can't think of Chris his name right now. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> so what this what they do is it helps to create angiogenesis, which means more blood flow, right? It helps to release nitric oxide, which helps to not only save your heart but also your heart vessels your brain nitric oxide is my new thing too like it's not actually I should take, take that back i've been fascinated and obsessed with nitric oxide since i was in college in the early 90s and my career has constantly brought me back to the topic of nitric oxide so mm-hmm. that is high on my list of where i'm excited because there's so much more data coming out on it including the fact that nitric oxide if you take it in higher doses can help with emf reduction like that what the the EMF is not redu- reduced, but the ROSs and mm-hmm. the oxygen damage is reduced tremendously with nitric oxide cool. too. So back to the B three bands, what makes them unique is that instead of being like a tourniquet, which can actually cause damage to your body mm-hmm. because it, it restricts venous blood flow, B three makes the bands that it has little chambers in it. So it's like if your fingers are on your arm like this, there. Air can get through between the chambers, and the blood flow can get through between the chambers. So you're not going to have the the tissue damage that you would get from using other products. And you get not only nitric oxide stimulation in only 20 minutes of workout, but you also get natural growth hormone reduction. Wow. Excuse me. Not (laughs) growth hormone improvement. Improvement. uh, My my brain was ahead of me there. Our body is reducing... (laughs) with hormone as we age so that's that's where that came from sorry about that (laughs) there's no way to avoid it you you lose growth hormone and which means you lose muscle mass you lose all the all the stuff that keeps you young basically and this product and these guys are seeing like guys in their 70s increase their bicep mass and by like two or three inches honestly so not only do you get the natural growth hormone which was what athletes are you know trying to do they're trying to take it through you know, steroids and other ways that get you banned, right. this ban actually gets you to have what you need and, and also no the nitric ban. oxide too. Yeah. So B3 bands. <laughs> so cool. Yeah. I mean, that's the ultimate hack. I think people are always trying to maximize their time and that's a really mm-hmm. awesome hack for athletes. Cool. Yeah. It's a 20 minute workout and you get more benefits than you would from a high intensity interval training for over 45. Love it. So right. I'll give you the links to all this stuff That'd too. Be so great. People can, yeah, I'm writing yeah, this stuff down. I'll be that. including a lot of this stuff in the show notes, uh, listeners. So don't worry yes. about that. And then our last question here, just to wrap up, what advice would you give to your 20 year old self? 
go learn more business. <laughs> great advice. I mean, I was so entrenched in being an athlete and a scientist that I always, I, I just had this great fear of business because I didn't know what I was doing. Bottom line, I had no clue. Yeah. I was an awesome athlete. And I was really good at science. And then I had to go and learn how to use those things in a way that got me paid. And I'm still now Preach. finally learning more that's getting me into that direction. But yeah, I definitely would have said, girl, go get some good some business class. <laughs> yeah, I can definitely relate to that. Trying to combine all of my favorite things. So sports and athletics and meditation and breath work and therapy, all of these things come together. I'm like, wait, okay, how do we make something of that that's sustainable? And yeah. what does that yeah. look like? So Exactly. I mean, that's why I became a doctor so that I could, you know, have access to helping people mm-hmm. and also, you know, have an income for myself. And, and sure. it's taking me a long time to figure out the right way to do that for me. And yeah. I think that had I been exposed to more business entrepreneurship and the design of how this stuff really truly works at an earlier age, I think that it would have been a really a really cool experience for me. Totally. However, I'm, I have no regrets. Every, every path that I've walked, everything I've done to this point has brought me exactly where I am. And I'm, I'm grateful for every single bit of it. Ugh. Well, we'll probably have to do another episode, but thank you so, <laughs> so much for coming on the podcast. I loved our conversation. And where can people find you if they're interested in learning a little bit more about you? Of course. Well, I have my podcast, which is Uncommon Medicine, and it's spelled out just the way you hear it, uncommonmedicine.com. You can get in touch with me there. And I have my office is in Milwaukee, but I am on telemedicine, and I also am a concierge doctor, so I will travel. And people can get in touch with me through the Uncommon Medicine platform. Awesome. Okay. Thank you so much, Dr. Grace, and we'll continue our conversation, hopefully, on another podcast. (laughs) Awesome. I'll be here. Thanks for joining. If you enjoyed this episode of the Ready, Set, Mindful podcast, make sure to leave us a review and make sure that you subscribe. Stay tuned for next week as we do a deep dive in one of our solo episodes. And if you're not following us on social, we are on Instagram at Ready, Set, Mindful. And go check us out at ReadySetMindful.com for more workshops and fun stuff coming your way soon. Thanks for joining us and we'll see you on the next episode.